Denne episode af Rockefellers podcast giver indsigt i et initiativ om systeminnovation. Initiativet er startet op af Rockefellers interventionsenhed. Interventionsenheden er en selvstændig enhed under fonden, som udvikler og afprøver mulige løsninger på velfærdssamfundets udfordringer. Dette er den fjerde podcast fra Interventionsenheden. Denne podcast er på engelsk. Welcome to the Rockwell Foundation podcast. This is the second in a series of two podcasts about system innovation. For the past five years, the intervention unit of the Rockwell Foundation has focused on developing and testing new and innovative welfare interventions in collaboration with a number of Danish municipalities and organizations. A key takeaway is that if we want to fundamentally change recurring challenges and dynamics, it calls for a completely new approach and not just more traditional interventions. This year, the Rockwell Foundation has initiated a project to work more efficiently and methodically with system innovation. The ambitious initiative is curated and managed by the Foundation's Interventions Unit to identify, develop and share concrete methods, stepping stones and tools for working broadly with innovation of entire systems from every position in the system. The project, which runs through 2021, kicks off with a conference this year. Here, experts on system innovation, local government executives and other relevant stakeholders are invited to participate, debate and share experiences on how to solve constantly recurring challenges in our welfare society. This second podcast in a series of two focuses on the March conference, what takes place at the conference and its key contributors. Here in the studio to tell us about it is Jenny Winhall, who's responsible for the initiative at the Rockwell Foundation. Also present is Charlie Letbeater, who's an advisor and award-winning frontrunner within the field of innovation. Mr. Letbeater is a visiting professor at UCL and is attached to the Royal Society of Arts in London. They're both involved in the Copenhagen Conference on System Innovation. Welcome to the both of you. I'd like to start off with a brief round of introductions. Jenny, would you like to go first, please? Mm. So my name is Jenny Winhall. I am the Director of Social Innovation at the Rockwall Foundation. And I have a background in working to uh, drive more systemic impact from some of the social interventions that we have developed over the last few years. I'm Charlie Ledbeater. I'm an advisor to the Rockwell Foundation, working with them on the Systems Innovation Initiative. And I've been involved in working with social entrepreneurs, really tiny, small, but also governments and policy, working both sides of that equation um, in many different places, mainly in the UK. And I suppose worked with a lot of people, great ideas, but outside systems find it very difficult to get them adopted. A lot of people inside systems are very frustrated can't change them. And so I'm interested in how you kind of create a way for those people to come together and make change together. Now, one of the the key uh, activities of the next year is the conference held here in Copenhagen. Jenny, what is the aim of that conference? The aim of the conference is to bring people together who are interested in how we can meet big societal challenges in different ways through a method that we're calling system innovation. So Charlie, the conference is visited by a group of prominent experts on system innovation. Um, The speakers come from very different practice fields, but they all have some interesting stories to tell and they have some relevant experience to share. 
First up is is uh, in this short presentation is uh, Mr. Alex Fox OBE, who's a CEO for an UK organization. Could you tell us a bit about that organization and what kind of work and why he is relevant to this discussion? So Alex helped set up, found, and is the CEO of something called Shared Lives Plus. And Shared Lives Plus is a completely revolutionary approach to helping people with mental illness, coming out of mental institutions, but living in the community. And if you like, it's a bit like foster care for adults. So they recruit people to and train them and vet them over six months to in effect have a, an adult in their home to look after them in their home and as part of their family for you know often for months on end more than a year so on and so forth and so the solution is deeply intimate it's very personal it's very relational it's transformational in providing a transition back into community life uh, but it operates at scale so they operate across many municipalities um, they're commissioned by local government to do it but the interesting thing is Alex has found a solution which in effect creates micro entrepreneurs who look after people with mental illness that's a completely different way to solve and address a social problem rather than having a big hospital or a big public service. And why is he, in your opinion, a good example of system innovation? What is it that he's seen here? Well, I think there are two things that he does. One is that he manages to operate at scale, and he operates at scale by managing this paradox, because the paradox is the solution has to be really intimate, it has to be really personal, but it has to operate across the UK. So how do you manage scale and intimacy at the same time? And one of the features of social and systems entrepreneurs that we think are they're good at reconciling paradox. They're good at doing scale and intimacy. And the second thing is, whilst he is very pragmatic, and so this is a service that's commissioned by local authorities, he works with the system, you know, so on and so forth, he is absolutely radical in his vision that this is about people having greater dignity, control, being treated like people, not like cases. You know, so it's, it's, there's an underlying social philosophy or vision that is very different from a professional service-driven solution. So he's very good at putting into practice radical and different ideas and making them unthreatening to people. Another very interesting keynote speaker is uh, Mr. Il Atmansky who's a social entrepreneur. What is his story? Well, Al's story is that he um, he has um, children with learning disabilities and he knows other people and they formed a group in Vancouver called Plan. And Plan became campaigning for disability rights and for independent living for people with disability and for people with disability to be seen as capable Uh, able to make choices, able under with support to look after themselves rather than having to be dependent on public services and treated as incapable. Um, and uh, out of plan came two absolutely radical ideas. One was changing the law in Canada so that a relationship was counted as a sort of significant other in legal terms for looking after someone. And the other was the creation of this um, disability savings plan which provided a way for people to save and put money into individual budgets so that the the person the person with the learning disability could commission their own services so that turned someone from 
being on the receiving end of the services the government provided to suddenly commissioning the kind of services that they wanted, living in their own flat, living in their own home, organising their own care packages. A complete change in the locus of power. And that's one of the things that we think is true of most big systems innovation. It shifts power. And in this case, it shifted power from the professionals to the person. Um, and so he's done that at scale. But And one of the things that Al will talk about is First of all, the power of disability, so the power of weakness, if you like, of seeing power in the hands of the powerless and what that's like, but also the power of culture, because I think he would say they enacted these huge, great policy changes, and they're really radical policy changes which have been emulated all around the world, and yet the culture of public services remains very the same. So the way that people see disabled people is still, oh, you're the person with a disability, you can't, you need to be looked after, so on and so forth. The assumption that that is what the person is like hasn't shifted in the way that they hoped it would. So it's a continuing struggle. So all of the people we've got coming, I think, would say they've engaged systems in change, they've brought about elements of systems change, but it's a kind of unfolding, continuing story. Now, just like the Rockwell Foundation has taken this initiative here in Denmark, foundations in other countries are also seeing the potential of working with system innovation. Representing the UK's Paul Hamlin Foundation is Mr. Alex Sutton, who's a senior grants manager at the fund. What is Mr. Sutton's take on system innovation and how will he contribute at the conference? Well, one of the problems with um, foundations, amongst others, is that they often give grants to specific organisations to do a specific thing for a limited time. And if the problems that you're dealing with are big, shared, enduring, complex, that's not really helping because you're just funding someone to provide a service and the service runs out and everything stays the same. So the Paul Hamlin Foundation has led funding in the UK around migration and integration. It's the leading funder of research and practice into migration and integration. And what Alex has done over the last four years is understand how you can fund a field so that the field develops, whether it's in policy, research, practice, public sector, NGOs, and how you can bring them together so that they're trying to bring about change in the whole field, not just in their individual bits. So just one example, um, they funded a centre for research into migration and integration and a professorial chair at Oxford University. That doesn't come cheap. That's a big investment. But they've made sure that the research from Oxford is available to 12 local authorities who all have big issues with integration and migration and refugees and asylum seekers. And they've connected those local authorities to a group of NGOs and social entrepreneurs. And they're also, with these social entrepreneurs, one of the projects that they're funding um, is working with has convened a hundred civil servants from within this migration system to create a shared space in which they can talk about the difficulties of working in such a hostile environment where they're expected to do such hostile things to refugees. So this is about trying to understand how you can fund change in many different places, many different stepping stones, if you like, to put them together to try and change across a system. And and this is in a situation in the UK where the environment has been deliberately hostile to refugees and asylum seekers and migrants in general over the last few years. 
where you know just insisting on legal rights for for refugees has been a big battle so it, it's it's trying to i suppose hold the system to what it should be a lot of the time it's not even necessarily innovating it but it's trying to address the whole system Jenny, besides the, these very interesting keynote speakers, who's, who's going to be the people attending the conference? Mm. So we believe that systems are systems change is not the work of one person. Um, many people in many different positions, both inside and outside sort of formal systems, have a role to play in bringing these big transitions about. So what we would like is to have people who are. Uh, coming from the public sector, who are coming from communities, who are coming from the commercial sector, who all see that they have a relationship to big challenges that they want to be able to act on in some way. And then we also want to have people who are acting as entrepreneurs outside the system and people who are working inside systems and who are feeling that they're Their, their work isn't getting them as far as they would like it to. And they're asking questions about how they can have more systemic impact. So it's a broad range of people that we want to bring together. And that's also because we think it's important that people who are doing this kind of work can start to see each other and recognize who they are and start to build those relationships together. So when when they have attended the conference, when the conference is over, what, what do you hope that they they go back to their organizations with? So the first thing that they'll come back with is a lot of inspiration because the the people who are coming to share their experiences at the conference are extremely inspiring. Um, but not only that, they have really done it. So what they'll also take away from this conference is um, parts of a real honest discussion about what it takes to make this work and what, what it takes both emotionally and practically to hold this kind of work and take it forwards. Um, and then on the more concrete side of things, um, we'll be tying up uh, the lessons uh, learnt from these case studies that the audience will be participating with at the conference and and locating them in a, a framework for system innovation. So where do you start? What kinds of approaches and methods can you use? How, how should you think about a system? What are the different roles that you can play in that? So that you will have a, a kind of a, a framework and the start of a toolkit that you're coming away with. So Charlie, why do you think this kind of conference is important, you think? Well, because I think my experience, so I'll just give you an example. I went to the first, when I became self-employed in 1997, a group of four people came to me and said, we're social entrepreneurs, but we don't know what that means. Can you write a book for us on what social entrepreneurship is? And so they were fascinating. I spent six months following them not understanding them. I wrote this book, The Rise of the Social Entrepreneur. I thought, that's great. I'll put that to one side, go off and do something else. And then slowly, bit by bit, it, that idea of social entrepreneurship became more popular. And then I went, I was invited to the first Skoll Forum on Social Entrepreneurship in Oxford. There were about 200 people and I thought it was interesting and there was a talk of a university course and so on and so forth. That's interesting, kind of went to the conference, spoke, forgot about it. Um, now, social entrepreneurship is a global movement. 
and there are courses and there are funds and there are you know established business models and so on and so forth. And yet, in a funny kind of way, social entrepreneurship hasn't had the impact it should have had. So my experience is the right idea at the right time with small groups of people, you can start big change and it has to start somewhere. I think people are are looking for how to change big systems in society that they rely upon. And they realize that a lot of the effort that they're putting in in smaller initiatives or from within government just isn't adding up. So I think the time is right now. So I think one of the things that innovation has in common with stand-up comedy is timing. And you know, having the right idea at the right time, I think now is the right time for this idea if you can turn it into practicable frameworks, methods, tools, approaches that can people can really start putting into practice. Um, and then I think it can gain real momentum. And I think, you know, in the long run, one would hope that people might point back and say, actually, that started with this initiative. That idea that we developed for that new approach, has, which has been hugely effective, started with a conversation we started here. That's, that would be a great outcome. So, Jenny, if someone sits out there and wants to participate, what should they do? So the conference is really just the the start. And if you are thinking that you are one of these people who is... Uh, who wants to have more systemic impact through your work, you're facing these big challenges, um, you're looking for the route to start making those first steps to um, to address them in a really different way, um, then we have all of our material on our website. You can find out when the conference is happening. We'll also, we're also planning to hold a series of events throughout the rest of the year focused on specific questions that we're interested in digging into further around system innovation. So how do we measure it? How do we fund it? Um, how do you build the case for systems change? So those things are also happening. Um, but all of the work that we're building up through this next year is something that we're sharing online as a, a kind of book, an online resource that people can look at, read, use. And um, we'll be making more podcasts with the people that we're interviewing as we go along and the people that we're uncovering who are doing this work both in Denmark and internationally. So there should be a, a rich set of materials to follow. Um, and we're interested in hearing who you are so please do get in contact with us so now they know charlie finally when the conference is over what do you wish to have gotten out of it um i think the most important thing that i think will we will have got out of it i hope is a real sense of sort of excitement and possibility that here are these big headaches that society faces And actually, they're not irresolvable. They're not insoluble. They're not. We aren't condemned to suffer them the whole time. Here are some practical things that we can start doing and build on, and we can see that because we've heard some people who've had a real impact on some big challenges, and there are some practical steps that we can start taking. And it's worth it's worth sticking with it. And we're not the victims of circumstance. We're not fated to, you know, have. Um, public services that can't cope actually we can change them and we can do better and we can have an impact Jenny? So what I'm most looking forward to really is um, 
having a sense of how the international practice that we're bringing into this conference is really connecting with the kinds of uh, challenges that, that people in Denmark are most interested in and most believe that we could apply these techniques and methods and processes to. Because I think Denmark is in a very interesting position. Most of the world looks to Denmark because we have um, fantastic systems in Denmark. Denmark is a, a country of wonderful systems. Um, but like every other uh, country in the developed world, we're also facing new kinds of pressures and challenges. And I think that there's a real opportunity for, for, for Denmark to be a step ahead of that and to really invest in the kinds of new systems that we need that are going to be more sustainable over the long term. And I think internationally that will be very interesting for people to hear and learn about. Thank you very much to both of you for joining me here. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank both Jenny Winhall and Charlie Letbeater for taking the time to tell us about the upcoming conference on system innovation. Remember also to listen to the other podcast in this series about system innovation. Here I talk to Helene Lilleur, who's Chief of Interventions at the Rockwell Foundation. She's joined by Jenny Winhall and Charlie Letbeater, who you just heard speaking about the conference. The three of them discuss the area of system innovation and why it is important to start viewing seemingly unsolvable welfare challenges in a different light. Much more information about system innovation, this year's initiative and the conference can be found at the Rockwell Foundation website. At the website and where you normally find your podcast, you can also listen to other podcasts from the Rockwell Foundation. You can listen to podcasts outlining new research within the labor market, employment, as well as immigration and integration. My name is Thomas Smith Jørgensen. Thank you very much for listening.